Ultra. To the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the logger end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I am Scott Corelli. Today we're preparing to annihilate Minute 40, which begins with the blanks forming a line to face off with the musketeers in the bathroom and ends with Andy shoving the headless blank off his back and then getting slapped in the face. Yup. We're in it now. Yup. I, 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 I fucking, I love that the movie takes the time to have this fuck really fun video game like this is a movie like face-off moment of just them squaring off like yeah i i mean this is this is 100 percent um inspired by scott pilgrim like that's where this is coming from i think yeah for sure this feels like right out of scott pilgrim definitely and you really it's so great that you can see why that why that movie mattered to Edgar Wright's filmography. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a one-off quote Hollywood movie, right? Yeah, it definitely got us to this, uh, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, if anything, Baby Driver feels like more of an outlier to his filmography right now than than Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh I think that's pretty accurate. Um this so we we talked last time about so we have all of the blanks here now and we talked about um the uh the the sort of like shortest guy um who's sort of uh uh second deepest mm-hmm. um in the lineup but the guy who is second closest in the lineup looks like he's 13 years old yes <laughs> he, he he has a he, he's still very baby-faced yeah yeah for sure um it's uh it's kind of crazy uh how young he looks is this um, the uh, is this the full full circle realization of edgar wright's fear of the youths i think so i don't i i mean i think this is it i think that i don't i don't think you get any scarier than this Getting I mean, in a fight with a bunch of youths in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's see what happens with last night in Soho. Maybe they're like little, literal, like hoodie demons. Oh yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, we got demon hipster chicks. That already happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this moment where they start the fight by turning on the hair, the the air dryer again. Yeah, he he backwards kicks. Yeah, so I don't. I, I'm looking at the type of hair dryer or the hair dryer. I keep trying to say hair dryer, um, air dryer that is, and it looks like the kind of um, touch sensitive one. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not a button push one. It's yeah, that metal clunking button that you have to hit. Right. It's not one of those. It's it's just like a metal piece, and it's like one of those like touch sensitive ones, like the lamps that you just sort of touch. To turn on and turn off, um, it, it, yeah, it's like one of those. And I am I am I uh, 
incorrect in saying that your shoe wouldn't set that off? Like it has to be like, like, like skin. It has to be your fingers. I've never tried, but that definitely checks out. Yeah. It, so it's, it's almost hmm. like it reminds me of that joke where, uh, uh, and this is going to be very poorly done in audio, but like, you know how you still, you know, that motion, the cranking motion that, that is still, at least for people our age parlance for roll your window down. Yeah. Even though we all just like, there was an Ellen DeGeneres joke about how now you just like press your finger, but no one does like, Hey, turn your right. window down. <laughs> no one it just presses a button. Yeah. <laughs> like an air button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, the camera, the, the the movie relies on our shorthand collective knowledge of oh yeah you you press the button in because it it doesn't linger on the machine at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just I guess I'm just surprised that they didn't you know I mean the, they they built this set like I'm just surprised that they no. didn't just like get a real air like the air dryer that they needed. Yeah, they're like um, oh no bad news everyone the bathroom doesn't have the right kind of thing oh well yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they did, they're not in a real bathroom. Like they built this. <laughs> no bathroom has this much space between the urinals and the and the toilets. Right. The stalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to think about um, that. This big open area for activities. Um <laughs> <laughs> so much space for activities in this bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh you could like, you know, have a yoga class in here. Um yeah. And uh, so, and yeah, so, is- so did you have you seen the um, the behind the scenes documentary on the on the Blu-ray for this movie? Not since I owned the Blu-ray, you know. So not 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 for yeah. years and years. I one of my favorite bits in it is uh, all the rehearsal stuff um, yes, in, in the documentary. And uh, what I love about the rehearsal stuff is like one, they rehearsed all of the talkie scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And so it allowed for all of the actors to do any improv that they wanted to do. They took care of that in the rehearsal so that they could write it into the script and use it when they shot it, right? Yeah. And so there was a lot of a lot of like playing around with stuff so that when you actually went to go shoot it, they did everything in like a few takes because they'd rehearsed it so much. Yeah. Um and uh and and they didn't have to worry about really anything because they they kind of just you know built the movie um which mm-hmm. is uh crazy yeah um, it's, it's similar to what i understand how, how james gunn made his guardians movies of like, right if we rehearse and over prepare now it will appear off the cuff and natural and organic when we shoot it because we have done the work right right um and i i, I really uh i really like that um that structure definitely uh, for it um, but I, uh, when it came to the fight scenes, um, what they did was they built the sets based on like whatever the blueprints are, were that they came up with, um, you know, the set, the set designers or whatever, while they were building the actual sets, uh, they built makeshift sh- sets using the, the, um, like the, the, uh, diameters or whatever of the, of the, um. The set the that was being built, yeah, the scale. Uh, they used that uh, and built the set out of cardboard boxes, and so they just like made a bathroom out of cardboard boxes. Oh, nice! Yeah, they just sort of like built the whole thing up, and then they they got all the choreography down in the cardboard box set, so that when they went to the real set, they could just you know shoot it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it reminds me a lot of my experience working in theater of. Mm-hmm. You have the rehearsal space and you have the, the the electrical tape 
on the ground being like, okay, this is the living room. That's the kitchen. This mm-hmm. is that. And then you work in that space so that when you transplant the actors onto the stage where the show is going to be there, there's like some like, okay, get your bearings, but you've been rehearsing for weeks and weeks in the rehearsal space that you can just kind of drop them in and just like Bob's your uncle. Let, let, let's, let's hit the ground running. Right. Exactly. And I think the other part of it that I, I, I really like is that, um, when they were doing the rehearsals in the cardboard box set, uh, Bill Pope was involved in that. And so, oh, cool. so the camera was part of the choreography. And so they were fighting around the, you know, Bill Pope behind the camera. And so there are, there is a, a, if I'm not mistaken, a recreation of this scene on the cardboard box set, basically shot for shot, um, on the Blu-ray. Ah, oh, that's uh, cool. Because they they rehearsed, they literally rehearsed filming the scene, um, yeah. <laughs> so that when you really got to it, uh, you knew exactly what you were doing. And to me, what that says of this production and of Edgar Wright is that he understands how every piece of the puzzle has value. Mm-hmm. That all of this work would be moot, mute or whatever, if moot. moot. <laughs> If Bill Pope, if I didn't respect the cinematographer enough, or if the cinematographer didn't respect, like, no, I should be there as well. Because if everything isn't simpatico, if everyone isn't on the same page and making the same product, we have miscommunication, which leads to wasted hours, which leads to, oh, fuck, how are we going to get this movie made? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love this fight because it, it, it goes back to what you were saying. You can... The best fights to me are when it isn't just like punch, 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 kick, kick, kick. It's side A has an objective, side B has an objective. And right. you can see every every scene, every second of this fight are the blanks are trying to grab the guy's faces and absorb them. Right. And- yeah, I, I would say that that might be the only downside of, of Scott Pilgrim versus the world is that the fights aren't they don't seem to be thought out in that way. It's like each fight has its own distinct identity, but it's usually like the, the, the reasoning behind that is um, there's some sort of plot contrivance as to what that is. Right. right. And so it's like your first fight is, uh, is, you know, a, a Bollywood number, yes, <laughs> you know, in many ways yeah. um, your, your second fight is uh, you have uh, Scott, you know, not really wanting to fight because he, he thinks he thinks this guy is cool. You know, <laughs> uh, you have uh, the third fight, which is like Scott being like more angry. You have the fourth fight where, again, he doesn't want to fight a girl. So he's trying not to fight. So you have uh, you have Ramona fighting for him with him using yeah, him like, to fight. I was yeah. So it's like in each case, it's, um, you know, the final fight is a sword fight. So in each case, you have a different plot contrivance for making the fight different but it's not really coming it's not really a character thing it's like a it's not translating to the choreography or right right yeah it eventually devolves into punch punch kick 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 right it's like how do we turn this into which which that works for that movie because you know that's how video games are yeah so so it works for the movie but um in the case of in this case i i really like how it's done I really like yeah. how um, it's so built into these characters and, and how they interact in these fights. It comes out of their character. Yeah. And it reminds me of the best of the Jackie Chan movies where there is some hindrance or some like, like 
you know, like, oh no, like I have to don't drop this face or, oh no, they're, they're trying to take the thing. I have the thing we're trying to keep away, you know, toss back and forth, just little things to add color and motivation to this fight to where it's, you know, uh, God, God, I, I literally, as I was talking, I saw the moment where Oliver slides out of his jacket or wiggles mm-hmm. out of his jacket and slides under the blanks legs. Oh, that's so good. I, I love Peter crawling around the floor to get into a stall and then locking the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having to like dodge or wait, you know, wait for the fight to fit, to walk past him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Oliver getting thrown into the stall and Peter yelling, there's someone in here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's really great because I I think what helps ease the audience into this new reality is they're not sudden. It isn't, there isn't that, uh, that leap of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, by the way, in this world, everyone knows how to fight Mm -hmm. because you, the choreography stems from character. Oh man, isn't like kicking ass. He's the cool moments stem from what he's trying to do, which is escape. And so, you know, what's so great about Jackie Chan movies is he allows himself to like, oh, that hurt or, oh, no, I missed or I don't want to get that guy has a hot stick. I don't want to get burned. Mm -hmm. Allowing humanity to inform the choreography makes it feel more human to where these aren't suddenly action figures. No pun intended. Right, right. Yeah, and and then in in terms of the um, the camera work, I think it's interesting that we are doing one of those. Uh, I guess this this is 2013, so they weren't controversial yet. Um, but apparently, they're controversial now. These uh, fake oneers. Um, oh, boo! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're doing one of those. Uh, but you know, this was like a, a an early version of it in uh, 2013. Yeah. And you don't even and the and the brain doesn't even register like, oh, this is a oneer. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, but it is hiding hiding the cuts, and these are uh, this is the kind of fight choreography, um, or I guess camera work. The the use of the camera in within the fight choreography uh, is very similar to what they do in like literally every episode of Arrow. Um, oh, or really? did in every episode of Arrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with like the spin around to like different people and and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of that on that show. Uh, and, uh, it, it reminds me of this. Um, this is obviously Bill Pope. So, you know, he's a master of his craft. So there's, there's something to be said about that, um, versus a CW show, but sure. Sure. Um, so, you, say nothing of the, uh, the, the timetable that those, the, 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 those people are on, on a, on a CW show. Right. And I mean, that's, that's the difference, right? Is it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, they were probably in this bathroom for a week you know yeah. shooting this <laughs> um whereas they had to they had to shoot like those fake wonders on arrow in like a couple of hours yeah man yeah. i'll never forget watching that episode of riverdale where they it's called the raid and they oh, do no. they do a raid style fight sequence where uh skeet ulrich drafts archie and his and his and his chums and to like help take down like a a, a drug dealing operation, and God, there what is a weird show. I I love it. I I'm I'm hesitant because I had my roommate before, so the new season dropped on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, is this going to be as fun watching it by myself? But <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, and like watching, they actually did like 
fight scenes and like what like when when do they when do you let these fucking kids sleep yeah like this took rehearsal this took practice <laughs> you would think so anyway <laughs> it looks like yeah <laughs> i mean who knows i don't just know give them some cocaine they don't know what time it is well i mean you know it, it could be a lot of uh stunt doubles and stuff that's like true. that stunt that's performers true. um but uh, I any, worry about the cast of Riverdale, Scott. I hope that they're okay. Hey, we all do. We all worry <laughs> about them. We as a nation worry about them. What are they going to make those kids do this year? <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Just every every beat in this is is so good. I I love him. Like I love him throwing. Um, Steven into the urinal and the urinal breaking, but it, it's not like they hit the urinal particularly hard. They just sort of like drag it down with them. Whoa. Yeah. It's like the weight. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's like a uh, really uh, weak urinal, <laughs> weak ceramics. Um, I love uh, pulling the arm off the guy and then like using it as a bat to, to yeah, you know, yeah, you get, swing you it get- in his face. You get Gary's little moment of discovery of like, hey, this is a, this is a weapon, you know? Yeah. And then it, but then it grabs him. You know, I, I always think of um, there's this moment. There's uh, I think it was like Star Trek, like a commentary for Star Trek where J.J. Abrams talks about how the great thing about Raiders of the Lost Ark is the 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 rhythm of action in that movie is Indy finds an advantage and then the advantage is taken away. Mm-hmm. Like give and take, like. Oh, cool! I have the upper hand. Oh no! Now there's a now there's a bomb about to go off, or I'm free. Right. Oh crap! Now I'm on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you always. I, have I figured to- out how to pull an arm off and turn it into a bat, but the arm's still alive, so it's going to get me. Yeah, yeah. And I I always think about that that give and take rhythm of that kind of Spielbergian way of like you always have to you know two steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um. I uh yeah it's it's uh it's really good. It's really yeah. Good. The miracle of this movie is you almost get more you, you know as much as you're like oh I kind of liked it when they were just hanging out and talking but now we get this and this is really fun too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I I also like that Gary is the first one to punch because everyone else is like I don't know what's happening and Gary's like I do and like goes yeah <laughs> yeah goes and attacks them and because he attacks like the other ones are like oh I guess we should too okay fair enough. <laughs> It's okay. But he's definitely he's definitely first to go, and and you know going back to the the sort of moment of discovery of like pulling that guy that guy's arm off, um, you know that later that comes into play later when he, um, uh, uses d- does that similarly like he uses that in basically every fight after this of like pulling arms off and using them as weapons. Yeah, and that's another thing I can't wait to get into is the trajectory of the the, the musketeers slowly learning the ropes of this new world that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. To when we do get to like the big fight, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we know what's up now. Right. Right. Um, and I also, I love how hard it seems for Oliver to be fighting in a suit jacket, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it, cause it, you know, they're, they're tight. Like it's, it was, he has a well-fitted, suit jacket and so yeah. um slipping out of it is probably uh for the best honestly mm-hmm. i remember reading that rule to where a good a good way to measure if a suit jacket is too loose on you if it's too big is if you can do the football throwing motion easily then it's too big oh interesting 
you want there to be a little bit like, oh, it's too a little bit too too tight for me to like do the, you know. Yeah, right. I wonder is that a um, is that a rule for like an off the rack suit or also for a suit that has been tailored? I think off the rack because then it's about like, oh, if you can do that, then you maybe should get this tailored to fit you a little better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I read it in Esquire when I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember what I saw uh, in terms of like how to wear a suit, but it was about, it was, it was about the shoulders and, and where they sat on your shoulders. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I just, I, I love how, how Peter is just, He's just hiding. Like this is what he did during fights: is that he did, did not <laughs> yeah, fight. He, he reverts to his <laughs> yeah. his adolescent state. Yeah, he just instantly like, oh no, I don't like this. I'm not going to fight. Um, he, he becomes yeah, the and, lawyer from Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then Andy is the only sober one, and so right. This, yeah. This this must be just like the most insane thing. I mean, you know. It's it's insane enough that he's gonna he's gonna drop five shots in a row uh, next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, after being sober for like fifteen years or the, however the real long. loser of this fight is Andy Sobriety. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I mean I don't like it, but you know I like no. it as a movie thing. <laughs> yeah, because because Andy's not a real person, so it's okay. right. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a, there's a part oh, in the nice man. guys where Gosling's like, well, at least you're drinking again. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all I got for this one. It's weird how we started super heavy and then ended super light. Well, it's it's the it's it's you know, there's so much only so much you can talk about when yeah, like the characters are fighting. Like <laughs> I don't that's know. That's true. Yeah. What else? What else is there to say? You know? Yeah, it's um, fun. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's it for this week. Oh, are they all wearing shades of blue? Are all the blanks wearing like kind of blue blue colored clothes? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's like the the cars being all blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, the bathroom is green. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. And if you'll notice, all the blanks are are, are blue, including the two characters who are going to get turned into blanks. Oh yeah. Also wearing blue. So Peter and Oliver wearing blue. Storytelling through mm-hmm. costume. Foreshadowing. Filmmaking. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been a good week here at Dueling Genre. Uh <laughs> if you if you like what you've been listening to, we could really use your support. Uh times are hard, but if you can spare us you know, anywhere from a dollar to five dollars, go to duelinggenre.com slash support. That's our Patreon page. For a dollar, you get access to Scott Pilgrim versus the Minute, where we talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the World, what, thrice weekly? Uh no, no, not thrice weekly, thrice monthly. Thrice monthly. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's a bit irregular. It's a bit of our it's a bit more loosey goosey, but it's a lot of fun. We do it with our friends Cassandra Fredrickson and Brian Green and Gary Roby Jr. Uh, for $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Spider-Man. Mo- movie reviews. Movie uh, reviews. Weekend Bugle with, with Zach and I. Commentary specials. Not writing. Uh, Back Nick to the and Future I's, No Roads edition. Yeah. Um, not writing is just sort of Nick and I 
shooting the breeze, yeah. talking about whatever we want. And then <laughs> every time uh, for, we do one, and then for five dollars a month, you get access to all kinds of geek by night stuff, like PDFs of our scripts and mm-hmm. uh, ad free episodes, mm-hmm. behind the scenes content. Yep, and I'm gonna put the um, I'm I'm uh, in the process of um, re-editing the classic episodes, and I'm gonna put those up. So yeah, and that's it. If you if you want to give us more than that, amazing. But yeah, for as little as five dollars a month, that gets you everything. Everything. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, for the price of coffee, cup of coffee, uh, mm-hmm. maybe consider throwing throwing five bucks our way. It really helps us out. That's how we get new microphone equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, hugely, hugely helpful. Yeah, and we're super, super grateful for the people who are already and have been supporting us financially. We're super, you know, very grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. com slash support. Mm-hmm. And uh, that about does it for us. But we'll be back on Monday with Minute 41. But for now, let's boo. Let's boo.